Through the gift of talking aloud, we are able to uncover what needs to be uncovered and understand what needs to be understood. A moment of silence. <laughs> hello, hello. I am your host, Tony, and welcome to or welcome back to the Purposely Venting Podcast. It is also our belief on this podcast that there is nothing I can tell you verbatim to better run your life than you. All it's going to take is for you to hear something that I say, hopefully, and that is spark that curiosity that I'm hoping to invoke within you and help you to go inside to better navigate your space, to understand what needs to be understood. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm feeling good today. I definitely had quite the weekend. Got to celebrate some people. Got to go out on a date. Just all type of stuff. Got to get my nails done and my feet done. Got to sleep in after work. So that's always nice. I don't know about y'all, but it's always like really nice when I don't have anything to do after work because I feel like you have work and then you have things to do after work. So always like getting in that time where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have nothing that I need to get done and I don't have to stress about needing to get anything done. I could just go home and take a nap. What? That feels amazing. How is your week started? How has your weekend treated you? I hope that it was phenomenal and I hope that you're off to a good start. I definitely been feeling like, you know, that mundane, like routine, kind of like in a, what is that called? In a time loop, so to speak. Like everything is kind of redundant and I don't like the way that feels. So I'm always like looking for something exciting to do, something that won't wreck my home, but something exciting to do. Maybe a new book, maybe a new trail. I don't know, any and everything that I can do to kind of like spark that excitement that I'm like in need of. Let me know. Let me know what you do. Um, if there, if whatever platform you find me on, just let me know in the comments what you do to like spark excitement in your life. Cause I need, I'm gonna need some new ideas, y'all. But that is neither here or there. We'll go ahead and get straight into the podcast. Yes. We're gonna continue on the topic of dating this week because I feel like I have more to like add. And just like maybe introduce a little bit of my experience as far as dating and just my perspective on how dating is today and how that relates to like codependency. Um, as we all know, we have been on like a series of like codependency. And I believe that it's, it's very important to touch on codependency in all aspects. Um, and I, I believe that codependency is one of those things that spans out to every part of our life. And if we're not careful and if it's left unchecked, it can kind of like take over. Um, and it's real, it's cunning. It's really cunning and it's patient and it is like waiting to like come back in if we're not being diligent in our space. And just to give like my little brief definition of what codependency is, it's, um, an emotional or mental spiritual reliance on something outside of yourself, like another person that's unhealthy. Like you're looking to someone to kind of like take care of you, to keep you happy, to meet all your needs and your needs and expectations. And it's just very unhealthy because you're, you've created this source outside of yourself. And if this source is not meeting your um, expectations or meeting your qualifications or all of the expectations and stuff that you set up for yourself, then you feel sad and, you know, your source is all over the place. So you'll be all over the place. Um, so I was having a conversation with a couple people about this topic and I believe that it just came to me like as far as like dating. So if you're like my age, I'm 34. So in my generation and maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, we grew we grew up in those generations where we saw our parents and people in the community and cousins and older, you know, older cousins, uncles and aunties. 
We saw them in relationships that were not favorable. We saw them dislike each other, cuss each other out. Uh, We saw women stay in relationships that were not necessarily the best for them. And as little boys and little girls, we kind of like resolved in our hearts that we wouldn't do that when we were older. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely like learned a lot of who I wanted to be by looking at my family and deciding for myself, like, that's not what I want for myself. And I believe that a lot of people grew up this way. Like, okay, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be this type of parent. I don't want to be this type of spouse. I don't want to be this type of friend, sister, whatever, whatever. And what that's caused, I believe in the dating world is a lot of people walking away. And we got a lot of praise from that too. We get a lot of praise nowadays for being equipped to walk away from a situation. So on this one end of the spectrum, as far as dating, um, when we do find someone that we kind of click with and everything's kind of sitting right, we have this effect where everything's going right. So we don't expect anything to go wrong. So when things go wrong, we tend to like want to dip out. We tend to like not even want to share any more space with them. We tend to like want to throw the whole person away because they didn't do X, Y, and Z. And they may treat us like this in the future. So why, why deal with it at all? But we really want to be in a relationship, but we're just looking for that per- perfect person for us because the perfect person for us would never not talk to us for a few hours, never go a day without communicating. Even if they're going through something hard, like they would never not do that because um, that would be bad and they're going to take that into the future. So it's a lot of people walking away from situations prematurely because of maybe some offense that was too, too much in its infancy stage for you to even for you to even like walk away. So that's one spectrum. And then my brother was talking to me today and he was saying like a lot of people have this Disney effect because people in relationships who've been in relationships for years and years, they've been through some really hard ish. Like they've been through some really hard ish with their partners. Like they have not had the perfect marriage, the perfect friendship, nothing. I mean, obviously no one's perfect. So how can we expect anybody to be perfect? Like we are not even perfect, but we're expecting people to be perfect. Um, And I do believe that he's what he's saying is like facts because we did grow up in an era where it was like the Disney effect. You know what I mean? Like it was like the Disney effect, so to speak, where we the prince and it was just perfect and they live happily ever after, you know, and that's all we got is that they live happily ever after. We didn't see how they was fighting over super stuff or anything like that. We just knew we created this visual and this resolve and this belief in our mind that the prince and the princess live happily ever after. And a lot of people are chasing that because a lot of people for a lot of us, especially in broken homes, that's all we saw a relationship as we saw it as you live happily ever after and you're supposed to be make each other happy and smile and everything's supposed to be great. So we assume that good relationships are supposed to model that when that's not even the case. It's not the case at all. Um, so, and then that's one, that's one spectrum. So the other spectrum is that, um, you have, when you're in the dating or talking stage, you have these men, you have a lot of men that you're talking to and you kind of like piece all of them together. Like one of them talks to you all day. The other one takes you on dates. The other one's fine. And he got a nice package or for men, they do it with women too. I don't, I don't know their journey, but they're talking to a lot of women and there's a lot, it's like a community meeting your needs, you know? So a lot of us want to date, But then when we find ourselves in a position where somebody's like being real, it kind of like scares us a little bit because it's like, oh, shoot, now I got to give up all these people that I've been kind of maintaining to get all of these needs met, all these needs I think that need to be met. Um, 
they're at risk of leaving because this one person wants to, you know, lock it in with me and I have to give them all up. And that right there is extremely scary. Think of it like this. Like a lot of men don't usually get married because they, they develop cold figures. They're like, oh my gosh, I have to spend the rest of my life with this one woman because they want to get multiple needs met. They want to experience different energies and vibrations and stuff like that from different women. At least that's my thought and my perception on it. I could be a hundred percent wrong. I could be a hundred percent right. We just have to go with it for now, I guess. Um, but yeah, so you have to limit yourself from 10 people that you're talking to and entertaining or who's entertaining you and liking you and showing you attention to one person who's going to entertain you like you and show you attention. And that is very scary for a lot of people, even for myself. Like I have to turn the mirror on myself and that is like extremely crazy. And how this relates to codependency, if I can tie it all in, is that being in a codependent space, you're, you're, depending on other people to meet those needs. So when you take your source, like when you get rid of some of your sources, then you're relying on one person. What happens when that person doesn't fill in the gaps that you need? And, you know, this person's not entertaining you. You know, what happens when you're dating someone and that person's occupied for the day or they're occupied for hours, you know, and then you find yourself alone again or you find yourself with yourself again. That's very scary in a sense, because it's like most people who have codependency issues, we kind of steer towards relationships because we want the gaps to be filled. We don't want to have to experience those experience those lonely gaps that we've been feeling for so long you know and that's the aim around a relationship as opposed to you know getting to know someone and wanting to show your life you just simply want to be entertained and not left alone and this is very dangerous I find myself in this as well so like even if I'm like dating someone so for example if I'm dating someone and I really like this person I want to give this person my attention but then I want to throw this person away at the slightest bit a slight bit of like you know, inconsistency or what I deem to be inconsistent, even if they have, you know, a life, I want to throw this person away because I'm like, oh, there's no way like this person's going to like, he's not going to be enough for me because I have this big old gaping hole. And you know, that is like damaging in a sense, because if I continue down this road, for instance, if I continue down the road where I have this humongous gaping hole where I'm looking for someone to come and feel fill me up, then the likelihood of me getting into a relationship and it being actually successful is slim to none. And hear me out. If I cannot in the times where he is unavailable to quote unquote, be around, entertain me, entertain myself, fill my own needs or just decipher what my needs are and what I need for myself and what I need from him. Then I'm always going to be looking outside of myself, wondering and, and blaming other people for not coming in to fill these needs within me, fill these needs with, you know, the ones that I believe I have, you know, this big gaping hole, I'm always going to be blaming them. And it's to no avail you know what I mean like I'm not justifying anything like I'm just doing that well I'm gonna just be by myself I'm gonna be strong I'm good you know stuff type of stuff like that you know what I mean and that's not that's not gonna get you no man to stay around and that's definitely not gonna help you to be satisfied to be with one person so I think that having like codependency issues as I said in previous episodes it's so important it's so imperative to be able to 
meet your own needs, decide what your own needs. And also to understand that just because this person's not around doesn't mean that this person doesn't want you, you know, and that, that ties into that codependency abandonment portion of it. And just because this person's not around right now, doesn't mean that you're going to die. You're not going to, you know, you just, you just met this person. You know what I mean? Like for a lot of us, we just meet people and they just, they make such an impact in the beginning because of course, everybody wants to be their best self in the beginning. So they surround you and they love bomb you and you know, some healthy, some unhealthy, but if we're, we're just talking about the healthy, they surround you with this beautiful love bombing and they show you the best of them because they want to impress you. But then we assume that just because they're doing that, we assume that that's how they supposed to keep going. You know, Oh, you was like this when I first met you supposed to keep doing this, but that's not the case. Like if we can learn how to tell ourselves, I'm not going to pass out. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to lose sleep. I'm not going to, nothing about me is going to crash and burn. If this person doesn't text me every moment of the moment and check in with me and quote unquote, be consistent. And I believe like uh, I'm looking for consistency, of course, you know, but consistency doesn't mean that this person needs to text you every hour of the hour, because at that point, that's the whole job. Like, that's an entire job. And I also believe that when the codependent person does have intimacy or when you, we do have sex with someone, we're intimate with someone. I do believe that these codependency things do heighten for most women because most women want to get close to the male after they've um, allowed him into her space after you've allowed him into your space, after the woman has allowed the man into her space. Um, and that's a very intimate thing because we feel almost like naked, almost in a sense, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a whole bunch, but I think the biggest thing is like dating is a challenging thing and it can be even more challenging if you are dealing with codependency and issues that are unchecked. And I believe that when we do start to check our codependency issues, it would make us better candidates to go out there or just to put ourselves out there more to open up to potential partners. Um, and codependency, like I said before, codependency is not one of those things where you're going to get rid of it right now. Like it's not something that you can just fix right in the moment, but it is something in the, in the same sense that you can fix right in the moment, because when you're working on your codependency, you're doing it day by day and you're doing a little bit at a time. They said if you work on your crap 18 minutes in a day for a year, you will be like close to professional. Just 18 minutes, 18 minutes of you a day working on your codependency issues where you will be transformed in the next year. And that's the mindset that I want us to have this atomic habit, just 18 minutes a day of working on your codependency issues will totally transform your life. And this could look like um, journaling, writing down your thoughts, um, reassuring, talking to yourself in your mind and reassuring yourself. Like I won't die. This is my codependency. I don't have to live like this anymore. Um, codependency issues could be you taking the initiative to spend time alone away from your phone, sitting with yourself in silence. Um, and just, you know, kind of like dipping your toes into the water and you're like, okay, well, this is not, this is not so bad. And then before long, you'll be ankle deep. Okay. And this is not so bad. And before long, you'll be shin deep and so on and so forth. You'll keep going out into the water until you submerge and you're swimming and you realize like, wow, this is not that bad. I don't have to feel um, these feelings all the time. I don't have to go there each time somebody chooses not to, you know, share space with me. Um, 
And yeah, I believe that codependency is definitely treatable, but it's one of those things, like I said, it's patient, it's cunning, and it's always there because you've lived the experience. There's no way you can forget it. There's no way that your mind can forget what you've been through. You've lived the experience where you were completely and totally abandoned, or you lived the experience where you were completely and totally abused. So you've learned to cultivate yourself to someone else and make sure everything is good and make sure your world stays good. So we always anchor ourselves to another person because of childhood trauma. Um, but yeah, I believe that we definitely need to take a look at this, a different view of it and stop running away for potential good partners just because of uh, slight inconsistencies. You know, we're not talking major like this man goes days without texting or talking to you or he is um, abusive with his words, with his fists, with his spirit like or this man is just they ain't got no job. He's trying to spend all your money. You know, we're not talking about those. We're talking about if you meet someone and you like him and he makes a mistake or if she makes a mistake, sis, bro, it is okay for people to make mistakes. You make mistakes. And a lot of people make the mistake and think that they don't make mistakes. You like what I did there? Because I like what I did there. But a lot of people make the mistake and believe that they don't have any mistakes or they don't have any faults. We tend to see ourselves in this light that is like brilliant and magnificent and we don't think we do anything wrong, but we absolutely do. We hurt people with our words, our actions, um, our beliefs, all of that. We have flaws too. So if you can see yourself as a flawed person, let other people off the hook, keep going, you know, you will find yourself out there swimming in the ocean. Not literally, you know, like a figurative figuratively speaking. But yes, I'm gonna go ahead and end the podcast here. I hope that something in the podcast was said that really sparked your curiosity and that will help you to go inside to better navigate your space. Again, my name is Tony and I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I've noticed that we've been getting a really good following going on and I very, very much so appreciate that. So keep coming back. We'll keep talking about this and we'll get through it together. We'll talk soon. Goodbye.